Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I know a lot of ministries will record their Sunday morning sermons and then they turn those Sunday morning sermons into a weekly radio broadcast. Well, for over 25 years that I've been on the radio, that has not been my plan. Normally, what we do at the Spirit of Prophecy Church is church stuff. It's not Bible prophecy stuff. I do bring in Bible prophecy once in a while. And I sort of try to keep the radio program separate from the church. But in this case, I brought prophecy into the church, and I think it's very important. I felt the anointing. I do know that God wanted me to bring it into the church this particular Sunday. And I particularly asked them to record it in such a way because I was pretty sure that I would be putting it on the radio, and that's exactly what I'm about to do. I'm about to play for you this particular Sunday sermon, which was dated 113 of 2019. So it's probably a little bit different than uh, the typical Prophecy Club radio program, and it's certainly very different than the kind of preaching that you're used to. Speaking of that, since we're talking about church for just a second, I should probably invite you to come to the Spirit of Prophecy Church on the corner of Park and K in Plano, Texas, right behind the Whataburger sometime. We're in a strip mall. It's a small church. Ah, 40 or 50 people at the church. But I want to invite you in. Uh, Bible study is Friday night at 6.30, and then we recommend on the first Sunday that you walk in at 10.15. That way you walk into Coffee and Donuts get a chance to, uh, by the way, be sure and ask for me, and I'll introduce myself. I'll get you seated. Love to have you. And, uh, you know, it's it's a church that has a lot of prophecy students in it because a lot of the people that do come, come as a result of hearing us on YouTube or the radio station we're on. We've had several people move from other states to our area because they wanted to come to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. Also, I want to say briefly I think it is important that you go to a church. Yes, I know I've had many people email me and people come up to me over the years. Can you recommend a church out there? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. It's not that I, I, I don't recommend them. If I knew a good one, I'd recommend you to them. But see, most churches don't like prophecy. They don't like those people that talk about prophecy. And they sure don't like those people that are not pre-trib. And they don't like those people that don't do, do the new NIV or the new versions of the Bible. So we sort of don't <laughs> fit in with other churches any place, anywhere, anytime. And so most of the pastors out there don't like us and don't want everything to do with us. Sad to say, uh, we'll soon find out who's right and who's wrong. But anyway, I do recommend that you go to a church. And I know that there's uh, there's thousands of people that listen to every one of our broadcasts. So And I have to know that there's many of you that are saying, yes, I understand. You say, well, I would go to church, but I just can't find one that I like. I understand if I was not, matter of fact, that's one of the reasons we started our own church, because we couldn't find one. We knew we wouldn't be able to find one that we would be able to tolerate. So yes, I understand. But it is still important that you go to church. Let me take just a couple of points here as far as why you should go. You should go for the fellowship. And hopefully you should go in that you can find one that is King James, that does have something to do with the truth, but it is important for you to go. And you're supposed to learn. You want to see your children raised up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. So 
Yes, going to church is very important, and I'll also say you probably won't find one that you 100% agree with. Even though Leslie and I run the church that we started and we have full authority to make whatever changes we want to make, sometimes we don't agree with things done in our own church. So you can't use the excuse, I don't find one that I totally agree with, uh, you can't use that excuse. You got to do the best you can. Just pray and ask the Lord to help you find the right one. The right one for you, there's none of them that are correct. So just it is important to go to church. Okay, having said that, so this is this particular Sunday's sermon. I think it is extremely important. I think it's one of the most important messages that I've ever put out. It has to do with timing, has to do with prophecy. So let's get on over in progress to me preaching <laughs> this particular Sunday morning sermon. Well, I am more excited to bring this message than any message in a long time. I bring you very, very good news. We can talk about sevenfold miracles. Now, I've just uh, turned part of this into a new video up on YouTube. It's an hour and 17 minutes long. I would strongly, if you're needing some encouragement... If you want to know what's coming in the year 2019, go and watch that video. This is only a small segment of it, which I've added some things that are not there. So we're going to talk about what is coming in 2019. In the video that I made there, I talked about financial change coming. I'm not talking about that today. I talked about government shutdown. not talking about that today. I talked about the 70,000 sealed indictments. I talked about Israel and all of this sort of stuff. But today, this is the portion of the segment that I'm going to talk about. First of all, Joel 2.23, I just saw this last night. Took my Bible into Leslie. She was sitting on the bed, laptop in her lap, preparing what she was going to talk about today. And I said, read that. So everyone, read that with me. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he had given you the former rain moderately, and it would cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain, when? Okay, when's the first month? Please don't say January. Springtime. Can we get more specific? Correct. Passover's in the first month. Specifically, this year, it's April 19, 20, 21, and 22. That's the first month of the year. And on the 14th day of the first month is Passover. That's when our meeting is. And all of a sudden, I saw just last night, it says, in the first month. What is he saying? He's saying, I'm going to give you the rain as in Passover, as in in Pentecost, the first Pentecost. That's when the 3,000 people were saved. That's when they began to get speaking in tongues. That's when the mighty rushing wind came in, the tongues of fire set on them. That all had to do with the first month. And he's saying, this time I'm going to bring the rain. The first rain was brought moderately. However, I'm going to cause for you to come down the first rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month, meaning it starts in the first month, specifically this year in April, specifically April 19 through 22. And that's what we're going to be doing at the Sevenfold Miracles. We believe that that's going to be the start of those miracles. Now, I'm going to talk to you this morning about things that we are about to see. This can be very encouraging for you. Neville Johnson, a prophet out of Australia, says that the American government is going to shake. 
In the USA, there's going to be a great shaking that will occur in the present administration. Events in government occur that will cause a shake in the United States that has never been seen before. We could kind of already say that's already true, but there's more coming. The government will be in turmoil and a change will be forced upon the nation. Right now, the Democrats are dug in saying, we're not going to give you a dollar for the wall. And Trump is dug in saying, oh, yes, you are. And so there's a big argument right now. Part of that is the turmoil. Here it is. Seeds of revival will begin to sprout in the United Kingdom. Well, it's not just the United Kingdom. It's around the world. But we believe it's going to start in the first month. We believe it's going to start having to do with those feasts. Okay. He goes on to say, I saw a rise of great ministries such as Billy Graham. Great ministries such as Billy Graham. Well, what was Billy Graham? Would you turn that fan off? What was Billy Graham famous for? Crusades, right? Hmm. Is that saying he saw a rise of great ministries such as those crusades like Billy Graham? Or Roberts, Wilhelm Brandon, T.L. Osborne, and many others that became known as the 1948 Great Move of God. That shift occurred in the world and the church in 1948, but it's about to happen again this time. Hmm. Hmm. Seven times greater. The other side of the coin is this. God is about to empower the true church with such authority that has never been seen in the church. That's the reason, ladies, when you come up for prayer, we pray for you. Those are the people we've been praying for you. Right now, the church has more authority than it's ever had. This is the time of miracles. This is the last day's church. You are about to be the bride of Christ. Now, we are the bride of Christ, but we aren't just like Jesus is king of kings, but he's not king of kings right now. He's still the lamb of God. But one of these days, we are going to be wed to him as the bride. There's never been seen in the church eclipsing even what the early church experienced, and in fact, seven times... I didn't say that. He said that. Okay, that's one person that's saying seven-time miracles are coming. Maurice Scalar has stood on this stage several times. Leslie and I have been to lunch with him. You've all met him. Many of you have hugged his neck and shook his hand. You've heard his music. You've heard him praise the Lord with his violin. We know Maurice Scalar. This is not some person in some off in the internet site someplace. We know Maurice Sklar. Amen? Amen? He says, December 27th, 2018. How long ago was that? A couple of weeks? Very important. But it's also, notice the date, December 27th, because that has to do with the slicing of the year between the old 2018 and the new 2019. Watch. My opinion, this is some of the most important information I've ever brought forward. He says, what happened? He was eating. All of a sudden, he broke into a vision. He said, you're assigned to the... Now, this is actually uh, about a third of what was said. I've summarized it down to just the brass tacks. You're assigned to come to the courtroom of heaven. You are to record the case being tried now so that God's people will know the lateness. Is that time? Say time. That has to do with time, brothers and sisters. No, the lateness of the hour. What is he saying? The angel came and got him to say, the last days are here. You've come to record this to tell the church the lateness of the hour, as in to tell them that Jesus is about to return. You must warn them so that the bride may awaken. Hmm. Take heed. The time is short. That's the second time it said something to do with time. Let's keep track. Let's count. I'm going to show you how, because the whole point of this is to tell you what time it is. What time is it? 
Because I'm not asking you to look at your wrist. Spiritually, what time is it? We all been thinking, oh yeah, well it's late. Oh yeah, well the tribulation about to start. I'm about to scare you to pieces with what, how close it is. I was surprised at how it looked, how much it looked like our Supreme Courtroom in America. A beautiful angel named Justice. What do you call that Justice? That woman, member? she's blindfolded. She holds up that, that, okay, her name is Lady Justice. Hmm. Well, maybe we, maybe that just wasn't a happenstance. Beautiful angel named Justice stood up and shouted, All rise. The Honorable Ancient of the Days, the Judge of all creation, the King of the Ages, the Most High Lord, God Almighty is President and presiding. That's big. So he is in the courtroom. We all stood in unison. The Lady Justice shouted, Be seated. The High Court is now in session. Sound familiar? The Lady Justice said, The timing of the final judgments of the day of the Lord must be decided. You're not getting it. Let's read it again. The timing of the final judgments. What is the day of the Lord? There's the day of the Lord, the day that Jesus returns in the evening tide they are, in the morning they're not. That's on the day of trumpets. That's one day. But in this case, it's also referring to the seven-year tribulation as the day of the Lord. So what it's saying is they're discussing when is the seven-year tribulation going to start. How long have we wanted to know? Hey, when's the seven-year tribulation start? How long have we wanted? We've been wanting to know that all of our lives. It's about to tell us. The timing of the seven-year tribulation is what they're saying. It must be decided. The accuser, Satan, is prosecuting, declaring that the time of Adam's lease is over. And he must be allowed to take ownership of the earth for a time, that's a year, times, that's two years and a half. That's three and a half years. As is written in the Holy Scriptures, Daniel 7 to be specific. Representing the holy defense of the Lord is Yeshua Jesus, the Messiah, the Lamb of God. Representing the agenda of the fallen Lucifer, now called Satan, is himself the accuser, liar, deceiver, Ha-Satan. I don't know. Never heard of it before. I thought that was interesting. Have to look that up. I don't know. The prosecution may proceed, Lady Justice proclaimed. The beast Antichrist said, Adam was given exactly 6,000 years to rule the earth. He gave the lease to me. This is, this is Lucifer speaking, okay? Uh, or excuse, well, okay, well, let's go on. Gave the lease to me and I own it. I have a right to rule over every man, woman, and child who are mine by Adam's free choice. Meaning, if they choose to follow him and his laws and his ways, then Lucifer rules over them. He's saying the time is up. Now, what's going on here? It's big stuff. Saying 6,000 years is up. What does that mean? Is that 6,000 years from when Adam was created or when Adam fell? I believe it's when Adam fell. Why? Because that's when they ate of the fruit. When they ate of the fruit, they lost ownership of the earth. That's when I think the scroll, some kind of promise, some kind of deed was given to Lucifer. So what it's saying is 6,000 years ago, probably associated with January 1 of this year. Think about it. 6,000 years ago, Adam ate of the fruit. He's saying, this is Lucifer saying, the time is up. I now demand to be given the government of mankind through whom you call the son of perdition. That's the Antichrist. I call him my son of man. I have the scriptural right to take control of the earth for seven years. That ought to answer the question about whether the tribulation is seven years or not. 
or three and a half years. Some people think it's only three and a half. Matter of fact, I got an email this week. Well, what are you talking about? The tribulation is only three and a half years. Wrong. Whole point of Daniel chapter four is that he was given a beast heart for seven years and then he was like a stump. A stump always comes back. The stump has a brass of iron, a band of brass and iron on of it, saying that he's going to rule again in the last days in the kingdoms of brass and iron. That's the Roman kingdom. That's essentially saying tribulation is seven years long. I have the scriptural right to take control of the earth for seven years. Give it to me now. Are you got what's going on here? Now, essentially, this is happening. This court in heaven is happening because Lucifer is angry. He is upset. He was given control of the earth for 6,000 years. And the 6,000 years is up. He was also given permission to rule over the earth for seven years of tribulation. And the last three and a half years of that specifically with his son, he calls him my son. We call him the son of perdition, the Antichrist, the beast, for three and a half years. You got it? He's actually complaining, time is up. I want it right now. That's what he's saying. So when is the tribulation supposed to be starting? Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he does, but see, he wants his time to rule. He comes not but for to... You know what this is saying? This is the biggest evidence we have in a thousand years that we're right. See, we all been thinking, oh, tribulation about to start. We've been thinking it should have already started. I'm about to show you they were right. It should have already started. Okay, let's go on. So Lady Justice then spoke and said, the defense may proceed. Okay, so you got it. So this is the accuser. This is Satan. He's saying, look at 6,000 years up. I got seven years promised to me. I got three and a half years promised to my son here, the beast, the antichrist. That's not what he called him. He says, my son, son of perdition. He didn't say that. I got three and a half years promised. We want our time. Time is up. We want it. That's the whole point of this whole procedure. So now it goes over to the defense. The defense may proceed. Yeshua Jesus then said, well, as the true son of man, I have taken the death penalty for every generation of fallen man, including those in this harvest generation. We're the harvest generation. Are you getting this? This is the big stuff. The harvest generation. I also stripped Satan of his authority over the church of the living God. His gates can no longer prevail over her. That's me and you. That's me and you. He can't touch us unless we agree to go against God and break his laws, then he can touch us. Correct? Yes. Or right or wrong? Yes. Big stuff? Okay. No longer prevail against her through the intercession of my spirit of prophecy, church. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Yes. This is big stuff. Okay. Through the intercession of my holy bride on earth, the overcoming church of the living God, there has been granted a pause. Thank you, Lord. By this court to allow for the fullness of the harvest to come in. This pause has already been granted once, once is what it's saying. During the last hearing, this is not the first hearing. During the last hearing on this matter in 2015, that was three years ago in earth's time. You know what it's saying? It's saying tribulation was supposed to have started in 2015. See, think about it. Eyes on the radio, men are, men, men are grabbing, remember all of that? All these people saying, oh, you better get your guns and your groceries, you better store up. Summer 2015, it's going to start. I remember it. 
And then all of a sudden, nothing. What happened? I'll tell you what happened. We got a delay. What did Sundar Salvage say? He also said, I'm going to show you his words here in just a second, that God gave us a respite. A respite is a short pause from something unpleasant. Meaning tribulation, the seven-year tribulation was supposed to start in 2015, just like we'd all been thinking, just like all those prophecies were saying. But we got a delay. Now, some people said, false prophet. It didn't happen. They didn't understand. This is explaining what happened. Are you, this is huge. Yes. This is huge. So he says, 2015, three years ago in earth's time, for I spoke on earth as it is written, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached into all the world and then shall the end come. I, by the authority of the prayers and intercession of the bride, documented here in this scroll, so he hands him a scroll, and I petitioned the court for another measure of time, another pause, for the end time church to finish and to feel, fulfill the promise to my people as it is written, that none should perish, but all who are truly mine had the opportunity to hear the good news of the gospel and say, okay, you know what that's saying? That from the foundation of the earth, the book of life had our names written in it. And there's some names written in there that have not come to Jesus yet. So Jesus is saying, yes, Satan, I understand 6,000 years is up. Yes, I understand you should have been able to get your tribulation going back in 2015. We understand that. We agree. But we got a pause. But Jesus is saying, I want another pause. Because Father said, all that will come to me shall come to me, and neither can anyone pluck them out of my hand. Meaning there's a few more people whose names is in the book of life that hadn't accepted Jesus. Are you getting this? He's saying, because of the scrolls, because of what is written in those mysteries from the foundation of the earth, you can't have your seven years yet. So we've been sitting here saying tribulation going to start, and tribulation hadn't started. And there's been people pointing fingers and laughing. You know they have. They've been pointing to you, been pointing to me, saying, yeah, 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 you guys have been saying that tribulation, that end time prophecy stuff. You've been saying it's going to be starting for a long time. We've been right. We've been right the whole time. What this is explaining is, yeah, there was a pause. There was a delay. Now, Jesus is asking for another delay. Yeshua continued, As you can see, my faithful bride remnant has kept the faith. Enduring the Democrats, I mean, (laughs) enduring the evil and continue to overcome, the blood of the martyrs has proven their faithfulness. Look at China. Look at the Middle East. Look at Africa. Look at Indonesia. Look at South America. Look at the islands of the sea. Even look at little America has held through the hell that has been thrown against her. Look at what they've been doing to all of the Republicans. I mean, especially Trump. Man, I mean, all hell has come against us the last two, really three years. True? I've never seen them. Trump can't do anything right. He can't do anything right in the eyes of the the enemy. The facts speak for themselves. Now, this is Jesus talking. I had the authority to request another extension of time. That's right. There should have been a thank you, Lord, from everybody in here. We don't want to see this trouble come, but at the same time, we understand it has to come. We understand that. 
I requested another extension, another extension of time. The defense petitions the court for another extension of time in the grace that I purchased by my blood on the cross. Also, I petitioned the court to look, look at this, look at this, look at this, into the scrolls of the hidden councils written before the foundations of the earth regarding the mysteries of the harvest of the... Right here. Right here, right now. See, just like little CD come up here a couple of weeks ago and she made a comment about misfits. You know what? The world looks at us, these prophecy students, at a bunch of misfits. We're misfits. You know what? Here's the thing. They're wrong. We're right. And the world's going to come to understand that we're wrong. (laughs) You got it, right? You got it? Okay. This whole time. I remember September 30th, 1994, Kevin Fundervest Heaven prophesied to me and Leslie part of what he said. He said, the day is going to come when people will come and they will repent before you. Saying, I do not see how God was in you in your ministry. But now I see. And I will get behind you and I'll support you. He said, your greatest critics will become your biggest supporters. Amen. I'm saying, brothers and sisters, we've been right the whole time. We've been right the whole time. That's what this is saying. Now let's go on. So, this was written at the foundation of the earth regarding the mysteries of the harvest of the last days. The mysteries, remember that. The mysteries. The mysteries. There's another scroll hidden talking about the mysteries of the harvest. That's us right there. And we bring in that harvest in. We're part of it. We're bringing in more. Don't you know you sitting here, you ain't here by accident. God's going to give you a lot of souls. So Satan has no knowledge. Satan has no knowledge. He has not been allowed to read this. Satan has no knowledge of it as they were never shown to him. It was written there as well as the hidden revelation of Scripture that the tribulation, look, look, the tribulation beginning the kingdom age must begin only after all of my church, all of my bride that are ordained to eternal life are saved and have come to the knowledge of Jesus is the truth. So here's what's happening. Lucifer saying, look it, it's 6,000 years. I got my promise of seven years and my man over here, three and a half years, we want it. Jesus is saying, not so fast. I'm going to interrupt the broadcast right there. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation just as a simple project. Surprisingly, I began to receive information on 30 revelations and two visions beyond what is found in the Bible. God showed me a secret door, which is based upon a single word found in Revelation and Leviticus, linking the feasts to the prophecies. When linked, a person enters into an understanding of Bible prophecy not previously known. Even though I've been in the world of Bible prophecy for 40 years, frankly, I did not know anything of what is in this book. One prophetic word described it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open to you. It will turn so many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Topics are Jesus returns on what feast? The secret of the feasts. Who are the two witnesses? What is the morning star? The judgment seat explained. The great white throne explained. The nations explained. What is the shout? And the parables explained. Seals, trumpets, and vials go in what water? Two amazing prophecy charts on the back flap, 12 inches by 9 inches. Imagine a book on prophecy that brings a fresh, new, accurate 
perspective. I don't want you to get one book for $20. I want you to get five books for $30 or 10 for 55 It's called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, available at prophecyclub.com. The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. One for 20 No, 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 don't do that. You want to get five for 30 or the best deal, 10 for 55 prophecyclub.com. 30 years ago, God began to give me prophecies saying that one day he was going to use me to win thousands upon thousands of souls to his kingdom, including an audible voice, a vision, a dream, and six prophetic words. I believe that I've been directed to organize a meeting to release sevenfold miracles. We're asking those who believe in the warning given to Dimitri that America is the mystery Babylon, willing to sow a key of David's seed, willing to commit to a three-day consecutive fast, and believe we are in the last days to come to this crusade. During this crusade, we're asking people to walk the steps of Moses by observing Passover, Unleavened Bread, and First Fruits, which is April 19 through 22. We believe that once we have fasted, sown the key of David, opened the doors, and followed the steps of Moses, God is going to release the sevenfold miracles like no person or angel in history has ever seen. If you want to attend, register at sevenfoldmiracles.com. There's only 500 seats available. We expect to have several thousand wanting to come. That's sevenfoldmiracles.com. Register while there's still room. sevenfoldmiracles.com.